The following program was pre-recorded on WFAN. It's time for Hello, My Name is Craig, our weekly candid conversation about gambling addiction. It's supported by the Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey, 800-GAMBLER. Now, here's Craig Carton. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Hello, My Name is Craig. As always, Craig Carton with you for the next 30 minutes. A frank, open, honest conversation about gambling and gambling addiction. As always, uh, riding shotgun with me. From Epic Risk Management and formerly the New Jersey Council on Compulsive Gambling is our pal Dan Trelaro. Danny, good morning. How are you? I'm great, Craig. Good morning. How are you today? Doing good. Happy to have with us from Canada, Sheldon. Sheldon, like myself and Dan, is also a gambler in recovery. Sheldon, thanks so much for sharing your story today. Oh, my God. It's an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. When was your last wager, if you don't mind me asking? Well, you know what? 6,002 days, exactly to the day. <laughs> 6,002 days. I can't do that. What, what's that, like 17 years or something like that? It's about 17, coming up. Well, coming congr- up. congratulations on that. I think that's great. Let's, um, I guess let's start at the beginning. Um, sure. when do, as you look back on your lifetime, when did you start gambling? Even before it became problematic for you, do you remember the early days of getting involved with oh. wagering? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I think it was when I was probably 13, 14 years old, throwing those trading cards against the wall and trying to win the baseball card or a hockey card and, uh, you know, kind of hockey, but trying to win those cards back. And it became like, wow, I got to win. I got to win, even though it wasn't for money. Sure. And then I, then I entered high school and there was this local barber shop where they, these three, four barbers played poker every day in the back room. And I had gone there for a haircut. And I said, okay, sit down and play. Hey, come on, Sheldon. It's only $5. Put in. Okay, so $5. Put in. Before I know it, don't worry. We'll give you another 5 You pay us tomorrow. You pay us tomorrow. Right. Don't worry. Don't worry. Before I knew it, I wasn't going to high school. I wasn't showing up. I was showing up at the barber shop. Um, and, um, so you were, I you gra- were attracted to, A, it was cool. I imagine they were older men. So that part of it was cool. You doing stuff the average kid wasn't doing. And every now and then you probably won a couple bucks too, which was probably something that blew your mind. Yeah, well, I think that's uh, op- the optimum word, now and then. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so so when you start doing that, um, your grades start to suffer? Your parents get in, uh, on it or, at um, all or what? You know, my dad died when I was 15, so he wasn't mm. around. It was just me with my mom. My siblings were older, so they had, they had left. Um, so I can get away with any, anything to apologize that okay. I want to get away with. Yeah. So and, um, Dan, so I, 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 I want to bring ahead. Dan on that just for a second. I apologize for interrupting. You know, Dan, we seem to have you know two different things kind of converging with it, with some of the stories. A lot of times it's somebody's dad who brings them into the world, the gambling. I know you look up to your dad, you idolize him. So you want to be like your dad, but other times there's guys that don't have that male figure in their lives to kind of keep them on the straight and narrow which uh, we both get to the same destination, but there's a different way to get there. Yeah, you know, and, and, and Sheldon started off with something we've heard so many times, starting early, flipping cards, and it wasn't about, like, yeah, it felt really good to win the card, but it was the feeling. It wasn't about the card. And how you, how you normalize it and internalize it, and when you're hanging around other people, right, your environment matters. And so Sheldon just shared, you know, his dad passed away, unfortunately, when he was 15. So that left a mark. And now all of a sudden, gambling can be filling a void, and you start looking up to other people. The people you're gambling with can be father figures, so you're learning it down that, down that path. So how much time did you start spending with those guys at the barbershop? 
Oh, I was there every afternoon. Yeah. I skipped school pretty much. Uh, I can't tell you that I graduated high school. I don't believe I did. Um, so I just spent time with them. And from that, I graduated. To, uh, I met a bookie. Uh, and back in my day, uh, there wasn't online. There wasn't this. You went to a payphone and called somebody. Right. And I started, loved sports, was always into sports. And I started betting on sports. And, um, but there's a strange thing with bookies. You got to pay them every Tuesday. It's a, it's a horrible <laughs> thing. You got to pay them every Tuesday. And I found myself uh, chasing the tail uh, all the time, betting on games, betting on teams. I couldn't even spell their name, Kakamunga State. I couldn't even tell you what the name of this school was. As long as it was on TV and I could watch it, I'm betting on it. And it's like, when Howard Cosell and them said, Sunday night football, fantastic. We have now another chance to get back by Monday, yep. get my money back, because we have Sunday night now also. <laughs> right. Well, listen, that's one of the reasons Sunday night football, Monday night football were so popular. It was a last-ditch effort for gamblers to get their money back. So the networks and the league knew that you would have a significant amount of eyeballs on that game specifically because of gambling. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I, the insanity was crazy. I used to run home and know when the mailman came. And I used to beat the mailman home to my house so my wife, I could separate the mail and take all the stuff that was coming either from credit cards, banks, didn't pay this, you know, bounce checks, uh, putting envelopes in, in machi- bank machines with no money in them back in the day right. when they accepted that stuff. And, uh, and so afraid to answer my phone, run into the corner. I went from one bookie to another. Then I learned about the street money. Street and money, for those of you that don't know what that is, he's talking about going to a, a loan shark. Shylock. Or yeah, Shylock, Shylock yep. loan shark. Yep, and that's and someone then, who's yeah. willing to give you all the money you want at, at, oh, a, at a tremendous, yeah. tremendous uh, VIG what, or what street juice. Four, yep. per, 4% a week or 5% a week, it's such, 240% per annum. It's a great deal. Yeah, for them. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when I, was doing, when I was doing it with Blackjack, you know, my deal was even worse. The deal I, I did with uh, Blackjack investors, a.k.a. loan sharks, was yeah. uh, I'd give you 10% in two weeks. Right. Yep. You know, well, just, so I, just so I had access to money to gamble with. So uh, at some level there, listen, your gambling's out of control. It's all encompassing. It's all consuming. It's twenty four seven. I imagine there had to be moments where you got yourself in some trouble too. I got myself into big trouble. I lost my home. I lost uh, my business because, uh, unfortunately, I stole from my partners to finance my gambling habit, and uh, not and something I'm proud of. But it was just part of what was going on. And I lost at age forty two, forty three. I never had to work another day of my life, but I got caught. And the strange part about gambling is it's like our head is split. I, I would fight. I'm in the clothing industry, and I would fight for $0.10 cents a garment when I was buying, yet 5% a week was okay interest. <laughs> so that's interesting to say that. So in one part of your life, you compartmentalized discipline, negotiating. You valued a dollar. But on the other side of your life, you compartmentalized. You had no discipline. And you had no true sense of value of the dollar. 
that that's dead on. Plus, I had an ego that the head couldn't get into a 747 if it tried. Right. So what was the, for you, what was the kind of come-to-Jesus moment? What was the bottom of the barrel for you? What happened? Uh, the, the bottom of the barrel was um, bags are on the stairs. Get out. Got it. Uh, and I have three kids, and I have a daughter who's 12 years clean of gambling. So mm. I wear three hats. I wear a Gambler's Anonymous hat, which I attend. I wear a Gammonon hat, which is for family and friends of right. a compulsive gambler. And I wear a daddy hat. So, and my kids are older, but it's, it's still tough. Uh, I take a lot of it on myself. Sure, because everything, everything that happened is self-inflicted. You have nobody to blame. Nobody, and I own it. I own it, own it, own it. How long did it take you to get to that stage uh, of uh, being able to you know, say to another human being, hey, my name is Sheldon, uh, and I'm a compulsive gambler, and mean it, and really own it? Was that a process? It, it, very short. I went to rehab, and I was there about nine days, and I didn't go to rehab for me. Right. I went for my kids. I went for my ex. I went for every other reason. So it took about 10 days for me to realize I'm there for me. Today, you can put on this on the New York Thruway, put up a sign, Sheldon is a compulsive gambler. That's okay with me because everybody already knew I was a compulsive gambler, so I was taught right at the beginning. Would you rather be known as a compulsive gambler in recovery or a compulsive gambler? Which one? Sure. They already know I'm a compulsive gambler, so I'd rather have the one in recovery. Thank you. Talking to Sheldon in Canada and Dan Chalara. We'll take a quick break. We'll continue on with this story right after this on Hello, My Name is Craig. Back to more of Hello, My Name is Craig on The Fan with your host, Craig Carton, and supported by the Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey, 800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to Hello, My Name is Craig. Craig Carton, Dan Chalara, and Sheldon from Canada. So your wife has the bags packed, and that's it. And that for you, Sheldon, was the final straw for you to say, okay, I may not be able to save my marriage, but I can save my dignity and get help. Yes. And how- I went in kicking. I went in kicking and screaming. Sure. <laughs> I didn't just go in. I went in kicking and screaming. And then, like I said, seven to ten days later, some light turned on inside of me, and I never had an urge to gamble. I had a sponsor at my first GA meeting, which I think is really urgent. And he stood up in the middle of the meeting, said, here, he opened up a pretend green garbage bag. He says, throw all your garbage in here and all your nonsense in this bag. I'm going to tie it up, put it in the corner. If you don't like what you see here in 90 days, come back. I'll give you your bag of garbage and you can leave. Wow. And the impact of that, he said, do 90 meetings in 90 days. Now, that was before Zoom and Shmoom and that. You had to get in your car and go. Right. And when he told me that, I said, yeah, but this, yeah, but that. And then he said to me, let me ask you, when did you gamble? I said, every day, every night. He says, well, I guess you can get your butt to a meeting, can't you? Yeah, if you could physically take yourself to a casino, you could physically take yourself to a meeting. I would take a dog sled in a blizzard to a casino. Yeah, so, me too. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's funny, and again, it's a commonality. You know, I went kicking yep. and screaming to rehab. I went kicking and screaming to GA. I was not going for myself at first. I went because I thought it would look good to a judge. I thought it would get my family off my back. And lo and behold, and it's the damnedest thing, to be honest, Sheldon, I can't tell you why. I, I can't. I could, I could talk about it. You know, I can tell you that I don't gamble now because of my love and respect for my family, and I know that I would lose them if I ever did gamble again. 
But I, I, I risked losing them, you know, for a year and a half while I was really knee-deep in it. And, Dan, I'll bring you in on this. You know, it's funny hearing Sheldon, like it took Sheldon a week and a half to just, you know, the light bulb went off. Is that normal where I can't tell you why it went off, but it went off? Yeah, you know, that's a loaded question because that individual journey is just so different for everyone. You almost get to that point, and I think we've said it before, where you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like, we can only take so much, and our, and our, we have little outlets along the way, and, like, the, the glass over sp- spills over a little bit here and there, but there just becomes that point, because I, I was there, too. It got to the point where I just got so disgusted, and I can't, I can't pinpoint what it was exactly. It was probably just a whole bunch of stuff that all culminated to this one moment where it's like, I've had enough. I, I can't do this anymore. I got to the point where I hated gambling. I would do it every day. But I remember waking up every day, and I just absolutely hated it. But I didn't know another way, so I continued doing it. So it, it is interesting. And, and, you know, Craig, I wanted to ask Sheldon something he mentioned before. Sheldon, you said your daughter is in recovery from gambling addiction. Yes. Can, you, can you talk about that a little bit, about your relationship with your daughter? And she, she obviously okay. learned it by watching you, but then how, that kind of, how you saw that unfold in your life, too. Yeah, well, that's huge. First of all, I have three kids, and today they're 40, 38, and 36. Girl is the oldest. And, um, and tomorrow I turn 65. So look at that. And uh, so (laughs) it, my two boys still don't talk to their dad, Hmm. unfortunately. Hmm. And that's 17 years in recovery. And, and I'll tell you a fast, quick story of recovery. I'm four years in Gamblers Anonymous, attending my meetings, doing everything, had to take a third job at a hotel, setting up boardroom tables from 10 PM to 2 AM at night to make some extra money to to take care of myself and four years into GA the door this big boardroom door opens and three heads turn their heads through the door it was my three kids dad was where he was supposed to be wow and that's four years into recovery um I take my daughter right now I blame myself too many times I know I shouldn't if anything she should have learned better uh I know, you know, I help people today. I give talks at prisons, at schools, at universities, wherever I can give back or help, I do because I also get the help from the newcomer, and including my daughter, who I talk to all the time. Yeah, so, it's so emotional. Craig, Craig, you it's, and I um, have kids. Yeah, you, know, you and I have kids, and I think about this a lot for our kids. Yeah, I always wonder what the long-term damage is that I did to my kids and I don't know that I'll ever know the answer to that. Uh, and I'm blessed yeah. that I do have a relationship with uh, all four of my kids. But, you know, it, it has been strained for sure. It's changed absolutely. Um, but hearing that, you know, makes me emotional because, you know, that's, it's weird. You know, it was my biggest fear, but I still gambled knowing that I was risking it. And that's the thing that I don't know that I'll ever reconcile that part where, yeah, it's great that for the last almost four years now, I haven't gambled at all, and I've started you know, to rebuild my life. But I couldn't imagine my life without my kids in it. And yet for a year and a half, you know, gambling was more important. And I have a tough time even today reconciling that because I'm thinking with such great clarity now, and I'm thinking in a healthy manner now, and I don't know how I'm ever going to reconcile that risk. I don't. 
it's a yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that we do. I think it's just keeping uh, Sheldon's point. You know, being where you're supposed to be, being on time, doing what you're supposed to be doing, one day at a time. And you know, in a way, I I know we can't can't um, have other people see things how we want them to. Um, you know, you can bring the horse to water, you can't make them drink it. We just have to keep doing the next right thing, is what my sponsor always told me. And 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 reconciling and that, might happen over time, and it may not. But some of that stuff's out of our control. And that's exactly right. But I also learned one thing. When I got in trouble, all my so-called friends, I couldn't give them tickets to this. I didn't take them to dinners. I didn't pay for this. I couldn't get them that. They all disappeared. Garbage hit the fan. And today I say I have one friend, other, every other friend, and I can call them a friend is a GA member. And it's an incredible, incredible feeling to know that I could pick up the phone at any moment and someone will pick up the phone on the other line and really care. You know, I'm glad you said that. And we use this acronym all the time called fear. I'm sure you guys have heard it. The acronym face everything and recover or F everything and run. Yeah. I like, I like the former. I like the former, not the latter. You know, I'm glad you said that also, Sheldon, because I was a good boy. I was a good boy. We, um, we typically end this show trying to be positive because, you know, with with so many more people gambling now for the first time, there's a lot of young adults. That's who I counsel the most uh, and speak to the most because of my connection to them through the radio, where I think it's important for them to recognize that you can get to 6,000 in two days uh, of recovery, but no one should paint a rosy picture that, you know, it's the easiest journey to go on. Like, you know, you lost a relationship with your two sons. Uh, yeah. Life is really good now, but, you know, at a tremendous cost to you. So if, if you could speak to the young man or woman right now today that's at day one of this journey who feels like I'm never going to get to three days without gambling, let alone 6,000, What's the overall message for those people? The overall message for me when I take on a newcomer or sponsor somebody or just try to help somebody is just get to your second meeting. That's your toughest meeting usually to get to is your second meeting. And pick up that. Here's three, four names on the phone list. Pick up one or two of them. Call each one of them once a day and just say, hey, what's happening? Or they'll call you and say, hey, what's happening? Stay connected. That's the biggest tool in our toolbox in Gamblers Anonymous that I'll ever have is the telephone. Right. Literally, I could call Dan, I could call you, and you would pick up the phone because I need you. Yep, no doubt. It's a very uh, interesting fraternity of men and women. Uh, It's something I've never experienced in my life before, and I lean on it as you guys do uh, every day of my life. There's no doubt. And one, one sad part in Canada... They just allowed, starting at six years old, are allowed to gamble on all these little kind of, I call them Mario Kart days from my day. All those games, they're allowed to gamble on them from six years old. Wow. (laughs) And that's scaring the crap out of me. For sure. Well, Sheldon, I really appreciate you coming on today. I I assume life is good today. I should ask you that. You're in a good place? I am in a great place today. Going to be 65 years old tomorrow. And you know what? I'm going to celebrate like hell because I feel like I'm 40. There you go. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sheldon. Appreciate it. Be well. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Be good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Dan, before we uh, wrap it up, great to have Sheldon on. And, uh, you know, hearing his message, uh, I think it's important that we keep things 
real, and I, which I think we do on this show every week. And I never want to sugarcoat the journey from problem gambling to having a life worth living. There are still warts that come with being a person, um, but it's still a much better road to go down than the road we all used to go down. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, that's the thing in recovery now over, what, almost over 12 years for myself and, what, you're four years, right, over four years. Almost. Dealing with, dealing with life on life's terms is not always easy, but it's the better answer. It's the better solution than escaping into the world of gambling or gambling and alcohol or drug use or mar- whatever it might be. You know, just escaping doesn't mean it's always easy. doesn't mean we face them head on the right way. It, it's, it's a learning process. It's a journey. But it builds up resiliency over time. I was thinking about that word a lot this past week, resiliency. Just building resiliency by taking things head on when life doesn't go our way. And every time we come through the other side, we're, we're, we're adding a little bit more armor to our bodies, a little bit more of the protection. And, you know, it, it's getting us stronger on a daily basis so we can be on time for our kids, for our spouse, our fiancé, our, our, you know, whoever it is, our family members, and, and just continue to strengthen along the journey. Well, as always, appreciate your time and input. Uh, we do it every single weekend, Saturdays at 930 in the morning. I hope it resonates. If you have a gambling problem or think you do, if you have a child, a friend, a loved one that you think might be gambling in an unhealthy manner, Pick up the phone and call somebody. And if that very first call is 1-800-GAMBLER, you will be in very good hands. And we always appreciate their support of this program. Danny, appreciate it, buddy. See you next Saturday. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Craig. Have a good one. Coming up next is Evan Roberts. And then Evan and I back together again Monday at 2 o'clock right here on The Fan.